Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Matt, I'm excited to hear about your new job that you got working for Twitter, or I should say X. Um, I saw that your first project was creating that new marketing promo that Elon posted on, on X. Oh, yes. You liked it. The yeah. Panther? The Panther? Yeah, I spent a lot of time with that. Um, Where did the Panther inspiration video. for the Panther come from? Uh, well, I had a fever dream and it brought me back to the year 2000s and, um, I wanted to recreate my childhood, um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in elementary school. Yeah. So I went with, I went with that. It kind of reminds me of like kind of a Beast Wars vibe almost. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank Yeah. That's what we were going for. Yeah. Beast yeah. Wars. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, if for anyone tuning in right now who doesn't quite know what we're talking about, <laughs> Uh, last week, Elon posted, Elon Musk, that is, I feel like we can just call him Elon now. Um, <laughs> or on a first name basis. What other know? Elon is there that anybody's talking about? Uh, he posted a promo, I don't even know what it is, a trailer for for X, which, you know, <laughs> like, who put, nobody posts a trailer for Facebook, you know. Anyway, he posted something, <laughs> and it's like a... A panther sprinting through the jungle and then it slashes at the screen and explosion transition to X on the screen. And it is the worst animation I have ever. I mean, it'd be great if it was like the year 2000 and I was watching a television show. One of the top comments was like, this looks like a bowling alley strike animation from like the yeah, early that's actually 2000s. A perfect, that's a perfect <laughs> example. Yes. Yeah, it's uh it's wild. It's wild. I was chatting with uh a friend about it and it reminds me of back when I had this job at a company called Stereo Vision. I don't think they exist anymore, but they made 3D glasses and uh-huh that stuff. It's like a high school high school job that I I got lucky enough to get. And the CEO of the company it was like 20 people, so the CEO, everybody knew everybody. Small. Yeah. He would walk by my desk and I was like the Photoshop guy and he okay. would come by and he would just start dictating things that he wanted me to make for like an ad for a company idea that he had. And I would, I, you know, I'm just the college, I'm just a high school kid working yeah. there, getting paid, you know, whatever an hour. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. And we're starting to make stuff and it always ended up looking like what Elon posted there. <laughs> Which is basic, which makes makes me think Elon was just over somebody's shoulder, like, okay, can we have like a panther now? And the guy's like, okay, let's animate a panther. And then, can but we why like, is it so look so outdated? That's the it doesn't make any I sense. Like, why it must have been an Elon micromanaged that animation, and some poor graphic designer was just sitting there like, okay, this is oh god, this looks awful. I can't say anything or I'll lose my job. And then he's like, perfect post that or send me the it's, video and I'll post it on Twitter. I mean, maybe he did it ironically and who knows? It's, That's it's not the great thing. though. Nobody knows. Oh yeah. man. The, the comment thread on that was just golden though. Very, very funny. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd like to say I could read the comment threads, but Twitter now they just, it, it feels like it's turning into something that's just trying to all engagement. And so you don't even really see, like people responding anymore it's just random memes and stuff like that underneath it because they want you just to keep yeah i've you know, seen browsing. that you'll see like two or three responses and yeah. then it's like that's enough uh here's yeah, here's somebody a bunch getting of random... hit by a train you're like what <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so what a what a weird website i know it's kind of, it's really um 
it's really turned into something weird because I think even after watching that that weird X trailer, I scrolled down and like the first post was like police officer distracts like toddler while like you know the oh yeah it's, it's paramedics very train resuscitate her father. And I was just like, what is happening right now? This is yeah. uh, super depressing, bloody news right next to it. Also, there's a, there's so many bots now. I get so many notifications yeah. that like I'll look up like I, I got like ten notifications. I don't tweet or anything like that, so I'm assuming I got tweeted at or I got you know someone mentioned me and i'll click on it it's just a wall of uh susan uh jennifer has oh yeah, liked yeah. your post from like eight years ago eight years ago i get that one too mm-hmm. i have like an a spot an origin sponsored tweet for like origin pc from mm-hmm. like a giveaway from like four years ago you know it's like a week-long giveaway so yeah yeah it still gets is, likes yeah, there's all these like hot women that are reposting and being like, "Hey, I, yeah." So it's just like the bots are just going crazy for that tweet for whatever reason. Uh huh. Let's talk about something a little more positive. Ooh. Your uh, Twitch laid off about a third of its yeah, uh, staff. Nothing more positive than a third of a company getting axed. It's um, it is the entire tech sector, and it has been for like the past year, pretty yeah. much. They've just been cutting people left and right. Uh, yeah. Did we talk mm-hmm. about the more recent Unity layoffs last podcast? We did, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So Twitch got hit after that. About a third of its staff. That's massive, and I've heard That's huge. That's like, a massive amount. I've heard from the people still at the company, or I've heard kind of through the grapevine, if you will, that like. The people there trying to get work done are like, hey, sending out emails like, Terry, where's the thing? You know, and it's like. And they just, no one's responding. Nobody's responding. And they're like, uh, what so do I do? How is this project going to move forward now? Right. We've got all this stuff in the works and like half the people doing it are just gone now. It's pretty wild. Right. I mean, uh, I think the next couple of months are going to have to be figuring things out again for them. You I mean, literally, because you have projects, as you said where the people on the other side of the chain are now, it's now broken chains. So you have to, well, hopefully they'll have good managers, right? Yeah. Figure it out. And they kept all the best people, right? That's how that works every single uh-huh. time. It, uh-huh. <laughs> oh man. It's uh, it's hard because I want Twitch to do well, like especially now that they're, they seem to be going in a path that's more content creation friendly in terms of not, killing you if you try and stream on youtube also you know they're like fine do whatever you want you know stream wherever you want we're gonna loosen up our our contracts a bit and then they're doing the av1 thing which i hear is a little buggy but at least they're going in that direction what is the av1 thing uh av1 is the new codec in which you can encode to av1 directly from your your streaming pc and put it on twitch in multiple resolutions now right so right, people right, don't right. just have to be like well he's streaming in 720p i have to watch it. it in 720p uh right. now you can do it you can give them options and av1 is very um encoder friendly in the sense that it's uh smaller file sizes so you should mm-hmm. be able to upload better resolution images or video with less bandwidth or the same right. bandwidth i guess but right yeah, which so could be huge for streamers being able to because I think right now only partners get the feature where it's uh, different resolution options. Mm-hmm. And if you're just an affiliate, it's just like, well, screw you. This is all you get. So not only will it open up more more for 
affiliates and really anyone, I think anyone will have access to this as long as they're approved for the program uh, after it goes into beta. And then um, hopefully a better experience for average viewers because yeah, being able to finally stream at like 1440p with a higher bit rate and it doesn't just get all pixelated because that sucks, uh, that'll be nice. And I'm, I'm hoping that that's uh, the, the route it goes. Yeah, yeah. It's just sad to see them make good progress in some areas and they're like, also, we're laying off a third of the company. Yeah. Whoops. I, I like, so the CEO, his name's like Clancy, I think. Um, Is he, he new-ish? He's new. Yeah, he's yeah. new-ish. I, I don't know how long he's been around, but he he's definitely new and he's been a lot more transparent. He he seems like a genuine nice guy. He's actually interacting with other streamers and going on to Q&A and he just he will be really upfront. He basically just straight up said that we are not profitable and we yeah. need to become profitable. And Amazon is fully supportive. Uh, someone even asked, are you, is there any chance of them selling the company or anything? He's like, no, it's like Amazon is very supportive. We just need to do better and we need to make more money. And it's just like, hey, it's kind of refreshing to hear from a CEO that yeah. things are not working and that's why changes are happening. And so while it sucks, it's at least it it's not like this, you know, vague uh, mystery of what's going on behind closed doors, which I respect. Yeah, to some extent. It's no, it's nice to hear. And you almost never hear it from CEOs because it's all about um stock prices and stuff mm -hmm. not scaring off the consumers you always have to put on this face of everything's going great all the time right uh and then it, it, the second you're honest the stock goes down they're like don't do that don't be honest so mm -hmm. you know as somebody who's not investing in the company it is nice to hear that and that's refreshing um because it's like unity has gone through the crazy layoffs recently too but unity i believe for a very long time has been in the red and I think the average consumer maybe just doesn't know that or isn't aware that. of that. You I know? definitely didn't know it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not really sure. So so it's like when they added on that like terrible install tax. Right. Obviously, that was coming from the angle of we need to we need money get out of the red because all we're doing is losing money. Um, it's just the wrong decision. But at least you uh, you would understand as a consumer like okay, they're trying to figure out a way to make more money off of this. Right. Um, it doesn't mean that we have to agree with what the way they're going with it, but it is, at no. least it gives you more context for why they're doing what they're doing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of wild to me that Twitch is in the red, to be honest, because you're like, it's a, all you are is a platform that other people make content for. So yeah, you're not, having why to do is anything the on overhead your so crazy? It, yeah. I mean, it it's gotta be like, servers. Yeah. Servers. You think? Do you think these companies balloon up too much where they're just, they really do have way too many employees working on things that well, aren't hear, needed? Well, to hear that 500 people got axed and that is a third, it's a, it's a huge amount. So they were at 1,500 people for Twitch and Twitch doesn't feel like it's that big, if that makes yeah. any sense. You I know? thought it was more than 500, was it? I thought it was 500. Oh no, 500. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around, around 500. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 1500 people. I don't know. I don't know what it takes to run a, a I don't either. streaming platform like that. I have literally, literally no idea. <clears throat> the thing, the thing that, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, so if they're not making money and then, <laughs> uh, I love my boy X Factor, but he hypes kick a lot. 
And he basically is, you know, saying, oh, it looks like Twitch <laughs> is really struggling. Yeah. Um, and that maybe, you know, I don't know if he said this himself, but I saw all the other people saying how maybe Twitch will have to sell to someone. And then they're insinuating that maybe Kick will buy Twitch. I'm like, how is, okay, so if well, Twitch. doesn't Amazon own Twitch? So Amazon yeah. would be the one selling it. Right. <clears throat> so anyways. Yeah. My question is, is if Twitch is struggling with its profitability and they've got ads, they've got, you know, subs, obviously, they've got all these ways of gaining revenue and they own the servers that they're using, which I'm assuming gives them a bit of a discount. Yeah. And then you have a platform like Kick that doesn't own the servers. I don't think they have ads. At least when I go there, I don't see any. I'm not that I'm there very often. Um, and they have a 90, 95 split with their with their subs. Right. So the content creator gets a majority, which is awesome, by the way. I think that's incredible. Yeah. But how are they profitable? Gambling, while baby. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's like that's that's the undercurrent, right? And which yeah. feels gross. So it's it's it just feels very like slimy to be like, oh, they're making it work because of gambling. Yeah, I agree, man. It's it is disappointing how much revenue there is in promoting gambling services and gambling sites. I've. Uh -huh. Over the years, I've been approached by multiple gambling whatevers, you know, to do yeah. stuff. And the the ad rates that they offer compared to anything else are just... It's really gross. Insane. It's, and it makes, it's like it tenfold sometimes. It makes you feel sometimes. sleazy. Because like I got, I got, I got approached too, and, and the money's insane. And you're like, yeah. well, that's a... It's, it's almost like, holy crap, this is a, like a crazy amount of money. And I don't want to promote you. So I'll, I'm yeah. going to have to say no but like, God damn it. Yep. You almost get frustrated by it. Cause you're like, why can't, why can't more like normal things? Yeah. It's, I get frustrated. It's frustrating. I got frustrated where I won't name any names, but there were some content creators that, I mean, I still know them, but they went hard into the gambling promotion stuff back when it was kicking off with the counter-strike skins and all that yeah, crap. Yeah. And I mean, they made so much money, like money where they can just F off for like yeah. half of the rest of their life or something, you know, mm -hmm. and they weren't bigger than me. They weren't necessarily, you know, it was the similar size or slightly smaller, but they just were able to cash out on that because their, their moral compass is whatever, you know, I mean, I don't want to say that. I don't want to imply my morals on other people, but it's just not something I agree with because I know even though my average demographic is older, there's a lot of young people watching. I don't want to influence people down a gambling uh, path that's going to... Because this is why they pay the so much is people lose exactly. so much money doing this Exa stuff. Exactly. The reason why they're paying out so much is because they're making just an unbelievable yeah. amount of money from people who are now losing money. Yeah. Uh, I just don't want to contribute to somebody making... Uh, a poor decision like that, yeah, basically. I agree. Yeah. So I, 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 I agree. So it's frustrating. Um, if people want to gamble that, you know, go for it. There's, I'm not saying you can't, I'm not trying to belittle yeah. you or anything like that. Um, it is, you're an adult, if you're an adult, go do what you want. But I, it was something I don't want to promote and to see just how much more compared to, Hey, you want to play our game? It's like, sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's such a big difference. It's wild. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, it's um I guess it makes sense though for for Kick. I mean, their ads are everywhere. They got so much money. It's it's wild, but I I have no idea how their their prop I would imagine that their platform is not like 
I think it's being Super propped up. Profitable. And I, don't, I, yeah. I, I would imagine they're they're if if you got rid of the gambling aspect, they're not making any money. They're hemorrhaging like crazy. Oh, yeah. Would be my assumption. And that's that's kind of the, the point I'm trying to make is how is Kick doing it and making it work um, just from the streaming side of things, which is basically how your how your um, um, framing Twitch. You know, they got to make it profitable on their end too. So it just feels like a double standard that people are comparing the two. Well, because I don't think Kick is actually profitable from, yeah. from a streaming platform and just a streaming platform. Yeah, and you can tell that Twitch has tried to do stuff too with the Amazon Prime integration and all that stuff. So I'm all for them adding in different ways to monetize because that's what you have to do. YouTube tries to do it too with the like the little game sales bar and. Mm-hmm the little um, merch shops and all that stuff, you know, I'm all for that. Um, well, that's one thing that people out. are a little afraid of is that they might, they might remove the uh, prime gaming uh, bonus. Why? So because it's, it loses the money. So, and so it's $5 potentially every single month that oh, is taken. Yeah. Not. Yeah. So the, the Twitch streamer only gets that's 50%. A nice... It's nice. Yeah. It's the reason why I and a lot of other streamers are able to make it work. So if that, if that gets removed or let's say if you, you get a 50% off a sub each month or something like that, Mm -hmm. right. That's the bonus. Instead of just getting a sub each month, that would, that would hurt a lot of streamers and a lot of streamers would have to reevaluate. Is this actually now financially viable, which could hurt the platform long-term too, because if you don't have content creators, if you don't have Mm -hmm. people on the platform, then you don't have a platform. Yeah. I was, I was honestly hoping YouTube would do that where if you subscribe to YouTube premium, Mm -hmm. then you get like a free sub for a certain dollar amount or something for like a a content creator. And I was like, that'd be nice. It'd be cool to like get that one month of sub thing, you know? Uh, Mm -hmm. cause yeah, YouTube, YouTube could learn some stuff from Twitch, but then again, if Twitch is so far on the red, uh, maybe, maybe they, I don't know 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 how far in the red they are. Cause I think they, like they, they made a ton of money. So I I don't know. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, man. Did you see, so to switch gears a little bit, did you see that news about, um, Capcom's new DRM policy? And no, it's pretty wild there. So like DRMs, they, they, they implement developers add DRMs into games to prevent piracy and stuff like that usually, but it goes beyond that a bit. Capcom's adding one in that basically breaks or disallows a lots of mods, especially for oh, like I did old hear about that. legacy yes. games. And some of these, yeah. old, some of these Capcom games literally need the mods to like Function properly. Function properly. Uh-huh. Uh, probably a big reason as to why there's still an active player base in some regards on some of these games. And they're basically, their statement is because mods modify the game, it is cheating and we don't support like cheating stuff. And I'm like, it's just this weird corporate view on modding. And you're just like, oh, wait, you guys are going to implement a new policy and a new drm that's going to break all the mods for all your games where people have spent like hours creating cool unique content or features or whatever that people are enjoying it's just very strange yeah it's so it's it's kind of a rare well maybe not rare but um capcom has been killing it lately with their games they've been doing very well like they've been and, and and they've been rewarded because of like people are buying their games now yeah and they've been they've been killing it 
And so to hear them go backwards in this respect is a little surprising because I thought they were being, I wouldn't say progressive necessarily with their mm. with their policies, but it it seemed like they knew you make a good product, you allow for that product to thrive and for people to be able to purchase it, um, you know, easily, you're you're going to be successful. And so this seems strange. Yeah, this is big company syndrome where some executive is like, what do you mean? People are ch like some executives like Googling mods, you know, and they're like, mm -hmm. they're changing our game files. We cannot have that DRM, you know? Wait, so this mean I can't make a hot uh, uh, character skin for Resident Evil 4 characters? Yeah. Damn it. I, yeah, dang it. Damn it. Yeah, I'm a, I don't play many, if any, Capcom games at the moment, but, you know, I'd be pretty pissed if uh, people were messing with my mods. Some games survive on mods alone, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. can you imagine Bethesda without mod support? Like, <clears throat> it just, their games would not be even a fraction of what they are in terms of what? people playing them continuously. Well, it sounds like a lot of this stuff would be affect more of the older titles, which probably fewer people are even using but it's still it's still a dumb policy like yeah. what well i think like some why? of the mods are like this this game doesn't run properly right unless you download this weird that's, fix it that's mod. what i mean yeah and but so I, you're how like many people the, are actually playing those older games and downloading those mods so it's probably a small it's it's still dumb yeah. but mm -hmm. and also I don't know. It's just it's just so silly. It's their single player game. They're single player games. Who cares? Like it's not yeah. giving people an advantage because they're modding your game. Like, I mean, yeah, I guess that, if you want the game to be weird. pure or something. It's like um I, I guess if you had like some sort of time trial scoreboard thing, you know, or is keeping track oh, of who's the that's, fastest that's player. That's true. There is that for Resident Evil. That is a good point. But I can't oh my yeah. Such a silly thing. You know what I liked about um, and this is aging me a little bit, but it's like um, when Blizzard was doing the Diablo, Diablo 2, I think they cut it for Diablo 3, but they had Diablo 2 kind of um, non-cloud-based characters. So you could still play multiplayer, but your character file was saved on your computer. So okay. if you wanted you to mod, you could mod. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, yeah, if you want to do that, you can do that. And that world will be separate from the online cloud-based character world. So, like, you sort of had your legit character and then your, I want to goofy character. mess around with some items and do whatever I want. I'm like, that's, that's fine. Yeah, let people have their two different worlds and don't mess with it. If somebody wants to mod their Capcom game but not be considered for, like, uh, the scoreboards or the leaderboards or whatever, fine, right? Let like, them do who it. cares? Who yeah. freaking cares? Yeah, so that's unfortunate to hear. Because yeah. they've, they've been doing great. So that's a bit of an L from them. Yeah. As the, Zoom, as the Zoomers say, that's an L, bro. All right. So know, I'm, di know. I'm dying to hear, Matt, about your Prince of Persia experience. Oh, Prince of Persia. So the new one came, came out. They, yeah. It's return to form. A return, well, return Why to like the original games. Why did it early January, by the way? Is it just like... I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I got early access. I got a key from Ubisoft and I was able to stream... Uh, a lot of it actually before so today i think is when it officially releases in early access okay. so they're doing that stupid hey buy our like deluxe super deluxe edition and get three days early which is obnoxious um, it's all so the that's big on, publishers yeah 
it's going to be the future and I don't like it. But anyways, so mm-hmm. it launches today in early access and I was able to play a big chunk of it. And it's a really solid, it feels, it doesn't feel like it's like a double A game, but like polished to the point of like a triple A, if that makes any sense. So it's, you can tell that the scale of it is not as, as big. So like when characters talk to each other, there'll be like a, uh, kind of like Hades, right? Where there'll be a really nice, like, hand-drawn or, you know, hand-drawn, okay. but kind of like a picture will pop up of that character. Yeah. It'll bounce between them. And, like, you'll see, like, their mouths move, like, in the game a little bit, but it's definitely not synced up. Yeah. And so there's a little bit of that jank. It's it's clearly, like, they're not putting a ton of effort into that because they know where the effort needs to be, and that is the gameplay. And yeah. the gameplay is pretty great. There's awesome. a wide, wide variety of enemies. Um, you don't really have a ton of different like combos, but there's different ways of you got, you know, some combos here and there so you can approach battles differently and then just really fun uh, puzzle platforming, you know, gameplay. Um, I'm digging it. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Nice. That's good to hear that they're, um, the studio seems like they're not just doing the (laughs) Ubisoft approach, which is polish every part of the game and do it high production quality, but like the gameplay is always going to be sort of this kind of gray area of yeah, like it's kind yeah. of fun i guess like it seems like they actually went gameplay first and hey if we can't do super high detailed character animations then fine and i've never i've always appreciated that and also i don't who cares about animated 3d characters for most games too you know for like for a cutscene, yeah yeah I, they so usually they, they look have... jank anyway <laughs> They have they have cutscenes and like really it's kind of, it's very anime where it's like over the top you're playing as a character called Sargon and he's a part of the Immortals right so they're like elite warriors and you'll the bosses too are pretty awesome um, there was one boss yeah. that I just got to and it is it was a really fun fight where you need to parry a bunch of stuff. Uh, I have a perk or a amulet actually that will give me my health back when I hit a, a successful parry. And so my health will almost be out and then I'll go through like this parry, you know, parrying back and forth in this one section and I'll be back to full HP. And it's just it's, those moments are just really gratifying. Mm. And then to, to basically dance around and use your different different tools to come out on top um, just results in just, a, like I said, a really satisfying, gratifying experience. That's cool, man. It sounds... Sounds fun. I might check it out. I don't know. Yeah. Those are I'm I haven't been doing the Souls games quite as much. Is does it feel like a Souls game in terms of like the overall format of here's a boss, you gotta learn all the strikes and stuff? Um, uh well, I wouldn't say it's it's not Souls. It is okay. it is a it's 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 a it's a you know action puzzle platformer like Ori and things where there's so there is combat. Yeah. Um but it's I wouldn't say it's like Souls. There are bosses and you do need to learn their their combos and you need to learn how they're going, like what the attacks animations are like. To, but uh, most bosses I've come across, I'm playing on the second hardest difficulty. And if you played on the hardest difficulty, I would imagine it would require some more grinding to like really understand and never make a mistake during the boss battles. Okay. But second hardest difficulty, it's a great challenge. I don't feel like I'm just blow, you know, blowing through the content, but it's not like I'm going to be here for the next three hours 10 hours, millennia, Blade of Mikola, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right, I'm going to have to check out some of your... Sh- Are you still playing it? Uh, I do plan on playing more, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, maybe I'll drop by the Matimia stream, give you my oh, uh, my Amazon sub. 
my, my pr your prime sub, I would be flattered. Give you my prime sub. What do you get? Like two fifty from that? Uh, I don't know exactly the amount right now. They've been jostling things around. I have to look. Yeah, that's always nice when your payout is sort of like <laughs> whatever you guys want to give me, please. Yeah. At this point, like yeah, it's probably it's probably two fifty. Yeah, yeah. I will say, even though like forty five percent cut on YouTube seems like nothing, uh, like it seems pretty low. Uh, in that YouTube takes, I think forty five percent. You take fifty five percent. They've never changed that. Like they never just, have. Yeah, that's just been the baseline. So people aren't like, "What's it going to be this year?" At least you can plan around it to an extent. Yeah, can't plan around. I the mean, crazy you, you don't algorithm. know what the how, what the ad revenue is going to be for a month, but yeah, that's true. You. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you just assume that YouTube's trying to get as much ad revenue as they possibly can, you know? So at least they're working in yeah. your, your interest. I um. So the other night where I was just looking for a movie to watch, uh, I don't know okay. how you go about finding movies sometimes, but sometimes it's like my turn to find the thing that we're watching, like me and the missus. They'll just like pop up Rotten Tomatoes or one of the apps and just like look at what's trending. There's a guy, there's a guy, uh, back alley, I go and I, and I oh, ask yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. His name's Steve. Steve in the back alley and he's like, you mm -hmm. check out this film, Matt. Yeah, you got any good movies? Yeah. <laughs> so I popped up this movie called Salt Burn. I think it's on Amazon Salt Prime. Salt Burn. Salt Burn. Okay. I had no, I read, <laughs> I read one user review on Rotten Tomatoes and the user review said typical bisexual stuff and i was like what it had, i mean it had pretty I good mean. it had pretty good ratings so i was like i'll check it out i knew i knew a bunch of the actors in them they're all really good well-respected actors so i was like they wouldn't sign up to something weird um it starts off as like something that seems like it could have been a, a general coming of age film this nerdy kid is going to oxford and he's kind of the outcast and he doesn't quite fit in and the cool kids are doing the cool kid stuff and he's the nerdy guy and it's kind of progressing in a, a normal fashion in that he prevent he befriends a cool kid and he starts sort of developing his cool kid lifestyle or hanging out with the, the other okay. crowd and you're like okay yeah. i kind of see where this is going this is fun yeah. and whatnot uh then he gets then invited does it hit the fan yeah, man. He gets invited out to his friend's um, castle. He's like a lord or something like I'm that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who? His castle? Yeah, these are like Oxford students. So I guess, you know, the royalty and the like the highest level people go here. So it turns out his friend is like there. So he goes to stay with him for the summer at mm -hmm. his like his castle. As, you know, as you do in your castle. As one does when you are friends with of lords. Um, yes. And the movie goes insane i just, <laughs> it's just now is this like the hour mark is this like the last the last couple uh is... yeah, i'd say like maybe so like first act would be like a third of the film fairly normal second act things start kind of getting weird but mm -hmm. you're still kind of grounded in like okay this is just weird stuff happening to this guy but it's not that crazy and third by the third act you're just like it's just bonkers. Yeah, it gets pretty gets pretty wild. Um, I like I liked it, not yeah. for the squeamish. There are some scenes in it that 
I literally turned my head away from. Uh, wow. Yeah, a lot of um, like like gore or sexual depravity that okay. I was not expecting. Okay. You know, I mean, sometimes they they throw a scene out there to shock people, and I had never seen scenes like this in a movie. Period. Uh, <laughs> so the thing that I think of is you guys remember, do you remember the God? What was the movie actually called? Knocked Up. Do you remember Knocked Up the movie? Yeah. It was like 15 years ago or something, 10 years Seth ago. Seth Rogen or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, yeah. A, there's a birth scene and they show like the crowning and you're just like, whoa! <laughs> uh, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> you, can't, you can't spring that on somebody. But you know. <laughs> you're, like, you're just expecting, you know, like they're not going to, they're just, they're just like, and there it is. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's, uh, I, I mean, I can imagine in the editing room that must have been funny to think like people are just going to get surprise crowning shot here, you know? There yeah. you go. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. I haven't seen that in forever. It's been a long out. time. So, so is it is it is it kind of wild like that, or we is it just like we even it's more deviant? Uh, more deviant for okay. sure. Okay. Yeah, I can't say anything honestly fair without enough. ruining kind of the whole film. But that's um, fair. No, that's fair. Yeah. Would, it so would fun, you recommend it? Would you recommend it? Yeah, I would. I would recommend it if you are okay with some really out there scenes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Do you remember? It's got, um, what's her name? Rose something. I don't want to say Rose Byrne, but it's not Rose Byrne. The, the girl from Gone Girl. Do you remember her? Yeah. She's great. Yeah. She's in this too. Um, and it almost has that Gone Girl level of like, oh, uh, it goes from, hey, this is kind of a freaky situation to, oh my God, it just went to Holy the end. Holy crap. Degree. What just happened? Yeah. Zero, like more like 50 to 100. Yeah. 50 to 100. This one is like zero to like 150. <laughs> You're oh, just wow. like, what is happening? Wow. Now? Yeah. But it was fun. It was fun. I liked it. I write, it, gets, great. it gets a recommendation for me. If you're looking for something that is uh, potentially going to surprise you, even though I kind of told you it's going to surprise you, um, I don't think you'd want to go into this one not... Completely blind? Yeah. If, if you're squeamish, you might not want to watch it, but... That's fair. Yeah. I recommend it. It was good. I might check. I might check it out. Yeah. Still haven't gotten my Apple TV <laughs> subscription yet. I'm going to though. You We're should. This close to canceling Netflix, the kids have been. Um, they've kind of run the gamut of binging the Power Rangers movie on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you seen the Power Rangers movie? Uh, no. Was it good? Actually, not bad. Not bad. Really? Yeah. So this is the this is the more recent one, right? Yeah, where they bring back the original cast. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, some of them died, but unfortunately, <laughs> the living cast they bring back the original cast. Actually, you know what? The Pink Ranger wasn't the same actor. Uh, I forgot why mm. she didn't do it, but anyway, they they bring back the original Power Rangers, and they're they're old, man. They're like, yeah. They're up there. Uh, but the movie is pretty, pretty solid and the kids loved it. You know, it's got all the fun. It's good. It is the campiest, corniest. When you go back so and you insane. see clips of the original, it is, it is so terrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, I was, I was into it when I was a kid. I was like, yeah, I even had, were. uh, I, I, my, my parents took me to get my photos taken and I wore just like full on power ranger outfit nice. and i was just like and i was just like yeah <laughs> so they have photos like actual legit professional photos of me like 
in a fighting position with should, my Power Ranger should outfit. Should be your like Twitch icon or something. You it know? should. It really should. I, <laughs> maybe I can. Maybe I can ask them to see if I can. I can find it. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be a good one to bring up. It's a. Uh, it, it was fun watching it, man. I've I watched it with them many a times now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you're watching. Oh, so they've, they've wanted to watch it more than once. Oh yeah, they've probably seen it twenty times. Like it's just. <laughs> Bro, when you got kids, they're just, they see one movie that they like, and then every single time they're like, let's watch that movie again. Again. You, I guarantee you, you did this when you were a kid. You're just I'm not sure like, I did. fully remembering it. But yeah. Like, yeah, they just keep re-watching it. But the messages in Power Rangers are actually pretty good. I was, uh, it sort of reminded me of it, where it's all just, it's like teamwork, inclusivity, like uh, all, all the positive that's good. childhood messages and then like you, so, know, you know roundhouse it's, it's a good kick kids movie. a robot lizard to the face also. yeah that's yeah. the best part yeah hell yeah hell yeah yeah right, so yeah that's my second movie recommendation is the power rangers movie nice you playing yeah. any games lately or are you just uh old a dad mode from here on out um no i i did hop on a game admittedly for content purposes but i was curious okay. about it um it's a cut. I'm trying to remember it. Riot Fall is the name. Very generic name. Riot Fall. Okay. Uh, it's a Roblox um, battle. Oh, you made a video about Call that. Of yes. Duty yes. Yeah. I, Roblox is doing some weird stuff right now. And I think it might partially be in response to the Unreal Fortnite situation where. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unreal Fortnite or the Unreal Engine Fortnite experience, whatever it's called, um, is creating an amazing platform for people to make their own games on it. And it's it's about to go crazy. Like, obviously, it takes a while to develop games, so not all the good experiences are out yet. But people are working on it. I got a commercial for Fortnite. Yeah. Not like a commercial for Fortnite, the game, but there was a code you could put in to find and play their game inside of the Fortnite, like, ecosystem. So they were advertising their game inside oh. of Fortnite, if that makes any sense. Yeah, Does yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was an, a literal ad on, I think it was either Twitch or YouTube. So it was on a big platform, yeah. and it was for a game inside of a game. Yeah, I believe the content creators get paid a certain amount, too, based on like oh, how, sure many, they do. how many people play it. So it's like, yeah, if you're logging on Fortnite to play this mod that somebody made, you'll you'll get money. I don't know how the revenue model on that works, but uh, Roblox, I think, sees the writing on the wall, so they're probably supporting all of the crazy projects that are trying to do stuff with their engine, and so, like, yeah. when we think of Roblox, we think, like, you know, this awful-looking... Literally le- blocks. ...Lego simulator thing, you know? It's yeah. pretty awful-looking experiences, but... <laughs> Uh, they're starting to figure out how to make first-person shooters in the Roblox engine that don't look like garbage and actually mm-hmm. play like Battlefield or Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, so I've been checking them out because they are kind of neat. I'm just curious about it as a as yeah. a platform. And I'm like, oh, it's good that there is competition between Roblox and Fortnite. I don't want Epic to just dominate. I don't want Roblox to eventually just get obliterated by the Fortnite experience. So... I'm just kind of. Well, I feel like it. I feel like they're going to have to do more than just be a Call of Duty or Battlefield clone, but worse because like it's really cool that these small well, developers are able to That's make the angle, right? Right. No, and I get that. And then you can play it there's... on a browser, so you can play it on any device, basically. Once again, I get it. That's yeah. that is cool. 
but I think there's going to have to be more than they're going to have to be more than just that if they if they're going to want to compete. Um, it'd be like, hey, come to Roblox so that you can play mediocre games of games you've already played. It's like, oh no, so you can actually get a unique experiences from you know like the next Dota or yeah, the next for sure something, right? I guarantee you the next. I don't guarantee you, but there's a very good chance that one of the next major game styles like a royale or a dota is going to come from the Fortnite experience well that that is how thing i mean it's it hasn't happened um often because battle royales battle yeah. royales came from a mod um dota came from a mod mm -hmm. these giant franchises and and uh basically genres basically genres of games now came from modding and trying new things. It didn't come from the big suits at a big AAA company. We've gotten some great games from them over the years that have refined that formula, but yeah. that's where innovation comes from, it seems. At least, we, there's not a huge sample size because there's not like new genres are popping up everywhere, yeah. but that is kind of where things go. But it's really, I mean, it's, it's really smart for Epic to try and foster that creative environment right because they're like well if mm -hmm. so if the next mod is going to be the next big thing what if we own the next big thing right. as a mod you know and you're like that makes sense. right and a lot of studios have been doing that for years valve's been really good about sort of finding these little um diamonds in the rough little you nuggets. know yeah these little nuggets and then supporting them it's like portal right like mm -hmm. that was somebody's idea and valve was like uh let's hire these people and make the game and the only the only one that does kind of the trend that seems to be where everyone's going is with extraction shooters now and i don't and i think the ones that kind of really got that going were indie companies so they weren't AAA, yeah. but it wasn't like a mod it was like tarkov and um uh hunt showdown now those those are the ones that have really championed that and it seems like that is where a lot of these giant companies are now starting to pursue yeah, I don't. Are, are, are there more giant companies other than Bungie though coming after the Bungie extraction? Embark is making one now. They're making an extraction shooter. Oh yeah, um, and I guess COD and Battlefield, Battlefield, Battlefield have tried it. it. Yeah, COD is yeah. sort of does it. Well, COD does do it with their. They did, and now they've. It's no longer getting support, so it's still available, but it's not getting any updates. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. With their DMZ. Yeah, the hazard zone so, was a mess. They're so weird over there, man. They keep trying to reinvent the wheel because that's most profitable for them. You know, where mm -hmm. any game developer who makes a good mode that everybody's playing and enjoying will just want to continue working on that and building it out and supporting it. But because the equation from the corporate angle is like, well, if we just make part two and sell that as a whole nother retail bundle then let's just do that instead as opposed to continuing to work on this highly successful game mode that we made. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, oh, you kind of screwed up what you had there. Good job, guys. You know, or... Yep. Yeah, I think that if DMZ got more support and they refined it more, it could have been, for me, would have been a lot more enjoyable. Um, I, I Like, it was it was right on the cusp of being interesting long-term. Mm -hmm. I know that there's some really big con content creators that I follow, like Westy and Stoddy. They really liked it, and they went all in, and uh, they even got an audience, like, behind it, where they, that was, like, their main... I wouldn't say their main thing, but that was, like, a thing that they really pursued. And it was cool, right? It was It's it's a neat mode. Mixing PvE and PvP is fun. Having mm -hmm. that high tension at times, but then you can kind of just chill and relax and go after 
you know, normal AI. It's the, it's a nice blend where you decide what the winning condition is. And it's not just battle royale. You're the last one alive. Congratulations. It's okay. We got like, I got one kill for me. That's a win. I'm going to get out. I'm going to take my stuff and that's a victory. And I can feel good about it, which is why Tarkov I think is so much fun for a lot of people is that you define your, your success. You know, yeah. I got, I got a good item. I got a cool weapon. I, I took out one, two, four, ten people, whatever. That's my that's my victory, and um, I wish that Call of Duty kept pursuing that because I think DMZ was close to being something more interesting. Yeah. Do you think that new Gray Zone game is going to be the new thing? Mm, I think that it will be popular at the launch. It will depend on. Yeah. What I, I think there's an appetite for it. I think a lot of I think a lot of Tarkov players, even though the Tarkov is probably in the best state it's been right now, I think that there is an appetite for more of those style of games, and people are hoping that someone can do it better or add you know provide something slightly different. It's just we, like we haven't really seen the gameplay. You know, yeah. we've we've seen yeah. bits and pieces here, but long term, what's what's end game? What you know, what's going to keep people in in you know, keep people coming back for more. Is it just going to be a couple hours? That's sweet, sweet loot. It's amazing to me that they're pursuing a game with a jungle island because one, that's incredibly difficult to render. And two, is it just going to be Bush, Bush Wookiee City? Bush Warfare. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe like, I know Tarkov has the, has maps that have more trees and bushes on them, but yeah. um, And they're terrifying. Yeah. Woods, woods is, it's basically a giant wood, you know, like forest. And yeah. it's terrifying. So it seems like Gray Zone could run into a bit of that, where it's like mm-hmm. there'll be objectives, but they'll be in small towns surrounded by the jungle. So it's like if you right. surround the town or you're approaching, you know, everybody's just getting shot from the jungle. Mm-hmm. It looks incredible. Visually, it looks very impressive. So hopefully, they and can it's going to be open. It's like completely open. Um, so unlike Tarkov, where it's just individual maps. One day they say they want to make Tarkov into like every map is connected and it's more of an open world if they can yeah. pull that off like holy crap like yeah but that is them, that but... is what gray zone's going for is yeah one i think it was it's like 48 by 48 kilometers or something it's, it's huge like huge map uh and then you can take little birds into your drop zones and i think you can just call them when you need to extract yeah, um, that's where I'm not really sure how it's going to work. Um, and it's probably because I'm anchored to games like Tarkov, where you go in, everyone starts at the same time, you all have your spawns, and you just try to go yeah. to where you want to go. This is like a drop-in, drop-out. It's continuous. I think it's. I think they said it's up to 48 players, 48 something like players that. 48 players on the server. So they said if you're, if you're not going for like the really hot objectives, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like the odds of good loot or whatever are in this zone then you could potentially play without running into other players for a while right. if you really actively try and just go for the the small tier missions and the and whatever and which is cool i think that gives people a chance to sort of get their bearings and learn how to fight against some npcs rather than getting ganked by other players and then as you start feeling more confident you you start going for the high tier objectives where the the hardcore players are going after i like being able to choose your own adventure within the world as opposed to having to pick a different mode, you know, where you're like, I'm going to play the hardcore mode or I'm going to play the, the PVE mode. Like it's, That's it's fair. all in one server and you just, so I wonder if it's going to be like, I wonder if it's going to be like the cycle. Did you play the cycle? Yeah. 
where it's you just like it's just a world and it's you just it's just cycling it just keeps going like you you have people coming in you could literally stay there for hours in that in that zone yeah uh, and they just never leave and you could just keep looting and like eventually you're going to fill up and there's not going to be any loot for you but um like things so that's the question is like are things respawning like will you be able to go because that was one thing that always a little frustrated me about the cycle was you would need to like you know kill some enemies at this one area but because people could have already been there and killed everything yeah. you now have to wait for things to like respawn and that just feels weird like the how cycle, is respawning the cycle gonna work? had a bunch of problems because their initial design for the game was sort of like a royale extraction that yeah and then they then they shifted gears yeah and then they shifted more into just an extraction mm -hmm. and shifting the whole design concept for the game i think just really kind of screwed them up because there's people that enjoyed the original thing then there was people that sort of enjoyed the new thing but you could tell that it was being shoehorned into this new mode um i i liked the cycle actually i thought it had some fun stuff going for it but i i think they ultimately suffered from just going for the sci-fi angle where the extraction shooter audience is like these hardcore military people and it's like and then you've just kind of got these like what looks like toy weapons kind yeah. of a thing yeah you get the kind of the toy and it wasn't like a low skill game it definitely had it wasn't. skill in it but um it's just as soon as you start throwing sci-fi in there then you lose a giant segment of that extraction mm -hmm. market which is makes me curious about the bungee extraction shooter we'll see how that that goes yeah I mean, I, I still, have faith in Bungie, but who knows what it's going to turn into. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got faith in them too. I'm, I'm excited, but you know, at the same time, Bungie's last mega IP, uh, I'm not into, you know, their, um, <laughs> destiny, yeah. destiny. It's not really my, I can appreciate it, but it's not my cup of tea. So I'm like, uh, I liked Halo. I liked myth, um, destiny, not my, not my thing, you know, fair. Yeah. I'm down to see. I'm down to see what they do, though. So, uh, what's Jurassic? Is Jurassic World Evolution the park building game? It is. Yeah, I played so, the first one and I loved it. Yeah. So January, not a lot of games uh, yeah. releasing, and so I just on a whim decided. I think because they they did a capitalism sale on oh, Steam. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh baby, nothing says after the holidays like some capitalism. Um, yeah, I so I didn't actually pick it up on Steam because it's on Game Pass, but that that cued me in. I was like, oh, I haven't played that before, and I just it came wanted out to last year, right? Something came out like two years ago, so two it's actually been ago. out for okay. a minute. Mm -hmm. At least I think so. Yeah, and I I never played the original, but it's basically what's, what's cool is that there's like Jeff Goldblum. They have the actress who plays uh, Clara Clara Clara. Yeah, um, she she's in it. Uh, they have Chris Pine's character, but they don't have Chris Pine as the voice actor, you which is kind Chris of funny Pratt. because he's Chris like Pratt. Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, um, which is funny because like he's in everything. <laughs> yeah, it feels like he and did he's, Mario. He's this. Come on, you can't get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's probably very expensive, um, but I'd imagine yeah, so, so he's he's not in this, but there was a campaign. It's the campaign's basically just a six hour tutorial. It, yeah. it kind of goes goes through the motions of like what you're supposed to do and then you can do the sandbox mode or chaos theory and yeah it's it's fun building your park i don't know how much variety it will have mm -hmm. in the long term because it kind of just feels like you're going through the same motions when you're building up a new park each time 
Um, I think each there one isn't like that if I, much creativity in terms of like what strategies work well. Yeah, it's sort of like just this is what you need to do. Uh, yeah, you can make it look different, but ultimately you need to do the same. <laughs> strategy if it's like the first game i like the first game but really if you look at it you're like i like this because i get to watch dinosaurs walk around and sometimes which eat is people. pretty awesome i'm yeah. not gonna lie <laughs> yeah. it is really cool and then you get to like make mutant dinosaurs is that still part of this one where you can yeah sort of i think you can i never them? got to that part that okay. point though yeah that you wasn't the, in the like, campaign the super and... dino and then it breaks that and you're like it's eating everybody help uh-huh <laughs> like yeah. this is what you wanted this, this is, is what you, it, it is like you can literally yeah. you can get their genomes and and manipulate in a way where they become more aggressive or they have like better attack or defenses and things like that um i think it'd be kind of cool to have and i did i just thought of this to have like a defensive dino and then put it with like a t-rex and just have them like live together but one has super armor and oh, the other yeah. one so so like they attack a lot which gives you more money because people are like oh man look at them yeah. they're going at it but they're not dying because they have that extra armor you know you should run one be... of these parks man i like the way you think you that know? sounds terrible i mean it sounds terrible like well my chat was really criticizing what me bad stuff has ever happened at these parks okay man i know my <laughs> chat was criticizing me because i was like i was putting all the herbivores together and they were all happy and they were all content oh. and, but i wasn't making a lot of money in the star like each one has like a different star rating to indicate like yeah, how nobody wants to watch is. a stegosaurus eat a bush <laughs> yeah. and i was like oh they're so cute together but i'm not making any money and they're like well you better start getting some carnivores in there and so yeah. i finally i finally got a t-rex yeah make thunderdome man yeah i gotta get that thunderdome yeah <laughs> i i i love the concept of it basically being a theme park sim but uh -huh. for the dinosaur theme park, it's great. Yeah. I wish the mechanics were a little bit better designed. I agree. Because uh, I, I think, it's I not think the dino convenient. part is, the, the dino part's awesome. Yeah. But then the park building, as you just were talking about, is is a little lacking. It's like, oh, you can build an amenity. It's like, oh, you can put down a, a, a shop. It's like, well, yeah. okay, that's it. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing more. Maybe yeah. like... Like you can change the look of your shops, but it's just like three different versions of those shops, a bathroom and a hotel. And that's it. Like that's yeah. really, that's it's, like the core it's, loop. It's not and you a put those everywhere. deep game where you're like, I can really do a lot to micromanage everything. Yeah. I also don't like the actual, the micromanaging part of the game as much mm -hmm. as other ones where you're like, yeah, I mean, I got to change rent values here or there and a different city builder, but like, you're kind of doing sweeping changes and this one is more like, Hey, you got to like tranquilize this lizard. That's like mm -hmm. walking down the sidewalk. Escapes. It does yeah. get a little tedious. Yeah. You're kind of like, can I just hire the, the squad to tranquilize the lizard? And then I mean, I'll you can in this one, it? you don't have okay. to do it manually, which is nice. Cause I thought, cause they, you start off doing it manually, but eventually you can assign a task. Be like, all right, I want you to just trank these, 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 and these, and these. So that is nice. Because okay. trying to do it from the helicopter is so bad. <laughs> like it's yeah, I don't. They're like moving that quickly. The <laughs> yeah, it, I, I I didn't like it either. Yeah. All in all, though, it was a lot of fun, especially if you're into dinos. I'm not like super into dinos. I have a hard time pronouncing any of their names, so I just call them like Chatosaurus and yeah. Chugosaurus and stuff. The um, Winonosaurus thing or the mm -hmm. Shinat Yeah, I don't know. There's all these yeah. weird names. Yeah. I was thinking about getting it and trying to play with my son because it seems like, he'd probably, like he'd, you guys would probably like it. It's, it's, it's chill. Cool. Yeah. I'll check it out, man. Check it out. Check about that. You want to hear about some Star Citizen leaks, baby? <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. I mean, <laughs> I, I know, know you've been, but yeah. you do. 
For anyone who, uh, I mean, before the podcast started recording, Matt was like, what's happening with Star Citizen, man? You got to tell me. And I was like, I'm saving it for the podcast, you know. And I respect it. Yeah. So uh, basically nothing has been happening officially because people are on winter vacation. Because well, it's a back. leak. Yeah. Well, yeah. But also the devs are on winter break. A lot of them are European, so they take their they take their time, those lazy Europeans, I tell you. Good. I'm glad they do. They're actually living a life. I know, man. It's so funny the American mentality and European mentality. Like did I you wish see we that? had that mentality. Oh, did you it's see ridiculous. The, the thing that was like comparing working at McDonald's in Denmark to working at McDonald's in the States? You're like, what? No. You can live not. a happy life as a McDonald's employee in Denmark. You get like three months. You get like three months paid vacation every year. You get your wage is like triple. It's it's huge. You Jeez. get like all these benefits and like yeah, you can basically have a family if you're a McDonald's employee over so there. So you can actually live a life doing a job. That's yeah, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I don't want to get political over here because that's what the comment thread of that became, basically. Yeah. But I did see it. I was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. Um, anyway, uh, we've been kind of we've been kind of brainwashed here in the United States. Let's be honest. We have, we have been. It's it's wild, and and then the media is like, hey, pay attention to these issues that affects nobody, and you're like, but what about all of our money? <laughs> you guys said, what about like how our money is yep. you know, oh. worth as much anymore? Oh, we got two political Jason's chatting. Jason's chatting and oh chat right oh now. God. Yeah. <laughs> Already defending his his ideologies. Um okay. So the Star Citizen Lake thing is is basically a 12 minute long walkthrough of the Idris, uh, which is a huge capital class ship. I think it's a Frigates. I don't know. They've changed the designation a few times, I think. But the walkthrough is insane because it takes basically 12 minutes to walk through the entire ship. It's like that big. Wow. It is. This is this when it when it launches, it will be the biggest ship in Star Citizen. They're prepping it for launch and it's supposed to launch when Squadron 42 launches, which we don't know when that is. But they're clearly prepping the asset to be final form because the leak video came out and it looks more or less done. There's like one or two little placeholder assets and the rest of it looks solid. But the size of the ship is just monstrous and it made me start thinking about like, what the heck is Endgame supposed to be like for Star Citizen? Because getting from the the bridge down to uh -huh. like, say, the flight deck is not like... You don't just hop in the... Well, actually, you might be able to hop in an elevator. They took the that'd stairs. Be really, that'd be really cool if you have just like little like uh, moving platforms, you know? All right, guys, let's jump in. Well, the <clears throat> the Bengal carrier has a horizontal elevator because cool. it's too big. It's so long. Yeah. Um, so this, this thing was insa insanely huge. The flight deck alone is bigger than most ships. Yeah. And somebody posted another video showing how many of the small snub fighters you could fit in the fighter bay. Yeah. It could fit like 70 fighters in the fighter bay. Like 70 as in they all fit and they can all fly or 70 yeah. they like crammed them in there. 
They crammed them in, but they they had space they to launch. get in, and you could launch them. Yeah. Wow. So I'm like, saying, like, I was thinking, like, you just like pile them all on top of each other. No, you know? no, they're okay, side so by they're, side. They you all can look walk cool, to them and like, get in. Yeah. You could actually have a crew of seventy. Just, can you imagine all of them like take off? You know, just like in a yeah. movie. You know, all of them just going down. That'd be so sick. <laughs> For sure, it's gonna be dope. And that's not counting what you could also fit in the cargo bay. And mm-hmm. they have like a little utility vehicle bay as well you could probably top out at 100 easy like it's so you would just legit insanity. need like 50 people to manage this one ship so it says you can according to the website it says you can manage it with a crew of eight a minimum crew of eight <laughs> it says ideally crew of like 28 or something like that okay but what's funny about it is the trailers and the gameplay and all that stuff they show the idris having three fighters in the fighter bay which would be the gladius fighters and the gladius have kind of large profiles much larger okay. than some of the other ships that fold up real more compact. So they're not very efficient vehicles for the amount of power that they bring to a fight in terms of the space that they take up. So they're sort of designing the ship is like, yeah, it'll have three light fighters to support it. And I'm like, no, once this launches in game, it's going to be a fleet carrier. Like yeah. people are going to cram as many fighters into this thing as you possibly can and there's going to be, you You don't need a carrier anymore. It, this thing is the do everything ship. Uh, it does look amazing, but I think it's going to, the sooner they can get into the game, the better, because it's going to highlight all the big ship exploits, I think, that will come about from just having a massive, massive hangar bay that can fit just about any ship in there. It's it's wild, man. That's cool. I But as you said, I don't know what the... Like what's Endgame? I mean, that has to—that's Endgame, right? That has to be. I mean, you would literally need to be have people in different sections of the ship managing, because eventually there will be those mini games where you need to, you know, allocate power and or fix. You know, like your 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 engine goes down, you need people in the engine bay actually fixing that, and you can't just be like, okay, guys, go to the engines real quick because you need they need to be fixed. It's like it will take you five minutes to get there, so you need to have someone actually there, ready at all times yeah i would imagine yeah so probably, it's gonna be wild yeah it'll probably help at the very least yeah, yeah no they had like um the crew quarters was massive like bunks mess hall huge bathroom little medical station then they have a giant med bay they got an armory where you can pick up your guns they have a shooting range on the ship you can literally go to a shooting range on your spaceship and like do target practice yeah uh it's it's really bananas and it's you sort of understand why these mega ships have taken so long to build because you're like this is incredible like this the whole game could be built around this one ship you know you could make a, a game just about this uh jason's correcting me and saying that there's going to be a load level a load rating to the flight deck so you can't potentially max out the ship but we'll see i mean that's usually like a one-liner by a dev that's like you won't be able to do that when it finally launches and you're like yeah when are you gonna when are you going to add you, in the load you, How are you going to restrict it? Yeah. 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 How, how are you going to restrict this? I don't know, because they said, because if there is going to be a load rating coming in, great, but it's not in the game currently, so people can already cram as well, many snub fighters as they can possibly fit so into the other ships. If it's in space, why would it need a load rating? Because you're never going to land this thing, right? Well, it, it's it always going to be in land. space. This one can land. Oh my God. Yeah, so you can, it can literally carry a complement of like tanks and just oh land my, on the ground. And oh just my God. Drive off. Um, 
Well, yeah, if there no, is base nuts. building and there's bases, you, you come in with that and they just bombard you from like the atmosphere. <laughs> it was so cool. That would be done. That would be dope. I'm very this stuff seems so far out still. Although it does. they um I feel like it's 10 years ago when that we're in that uh that um restaurant talking about Star Citizen and how cool it would be. We're still we're still talking about how cool it eventually will be. We're closer. Yeah. But not there yet. I know. I know. Well they so okay, the the leak from last time was that the next major patch 3.23 is going to have some form of base building in it. And that cool. patch is coming out quarter one, quarter two, I think. So cool. I mean we might not actually have to wait that much longer to start testing out some of this stuff, but sick. Um, again, that's a leak, so who knows? CIG's mm -hmm. being a little bit tight-lipped, which is unlike them, but I think it's part of their their holiday probably building break. up for the launch too. Yeah, I think they're working their butts off right now. To be honest, I'm sure they are. Yeah, and uh, remanaging things, but um, looking cool, man. I think twenty twenty four is the the year of Star Citizen. I'm down. Yeah. Sign me up. We're going to be in the same guild clan. Absolutely, org, bro. Org. That's what yeah. they are. I don't know yeah, what they are. Absolutely. Yeah. What's our, what's our, what are we going to do? What's like our, our what are we going to do? Yeah. Well, oh, like, what's the mission uh, statement of the org? We're going we're gonna to be, obviously we're going to be salvage truckers. I mean, salvage truckers. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go around. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to just go to a, a war zone, salvage Mitimia's all of the ships. Junk removal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. That's not, I, like, yeah. unironically, that actually sounds really fun to me. Uh, yeah, unironically, that is a huge appeal to a giant par portion of the player base. They're like, I just want to chomp ships and stuff. You yeah, know? just want to chomp ships, take all that loot, make money, and then build a base, and then maybe go from there. Just farm. I want to be a cabbage farmer on a small mm -hmm. moon somewhere. I just want my little plot of land, a place and to they, call if home. If they can make progression like actually solid, where you start off with like a little mining rig... And then you get a bigger one and then you really save up. You get a really big one with a crew of friends and stuff like that. And you all go out and you do your stuff. And then like that, it does sound could cool. be legit. It just could be a nice little gameplay loop. Yeah. It's like, we don't, we don't have to kill everybody all the time. Maybe some of us just clean up the yeah. universe. Yeah. We just and then you up. could obviously do other things along the way. Like you could save up and make, you know, have your own little fighter, mm -hmm. your, your, your fighter crafts and stuff. You can still participate in that other, those other activities. It's not all or nothing, but. Yeah. What about, what if we call the org star courtesan? <laughs> star courtesan. Yeah. Yeah. Are like you, cortisol? No, like, uh, like a high, like a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> what is cortisol that is a uh isn't that like an anti isn't that like a heal a salve or something what is it's it? a steroid that produces in your adrenaline gland when you're stressed i thought it was a um like a like an i thought it was something like you know for boomers you know to, so you don't feel as much pain you know you, you gotta get on the cortisol i don't know <laughs> yeah it is yeah you put yeah. the steroid stuff on it, it makes you feel yeah. better <laughs> yeah <clears throat> it's a you, i think you can use it for like eczema and other things i don't know i, I believe it's a topical self anyway we're educating people on what cortisol is i like but, i like how that's my where my brain went and yeah. yours went with yeah no yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah other... star cortison we're uh, uh -huh, we send cortisons. out people to take care of your specific needs if you will 
Oh my. Yeah. Oh, oh my. I think we could I think it could be big to me. It reminds me of that Star Wars game way back in the day, the MMO, where you could there was classes where you could be a dancer and you you just had people that were just dancing. Mm. In, that was the like, class taverns. you could just be yeah. the dancer class. You were literally just a dancer. Yeah. I didn't dive super into it because the game really wasn't great. Um some but, people swear by that game. They're like, they, it was they the did greatest love it. thing ever made. They did. It's but like man, the it was day so off of Star Wars, you know. Yeah. It was so grindy. Yeah. I'd like the dancing, they just grind it up on you. Is that what you're saying? I mean, there is that too. Yeah. But it would take forever to like get any levels and I mean, I was I was a child, so maybe it wasn't as bad, and I just didn't understand the mechanics, right? Which very well could have been the case. Yeah, but I like yeah, how one of the was... classes is like slave dance, Jabba's slave dancer. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> pretty much. How ridiculous is it that they renamed the ship from Slave uh, One? What is it? To, what is it now called? I don't know, like Starfire. I, I really can't remember. Starfire. Something. Yeah, like that. I mean, I get why they're doing it, but it does seem. Yeah, you're like okay. It's, it's like that's a thing in the world. It's the thing in the universe. It's it's not good. Yes. It almost indicates that 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 person might be a bad guy. Yeah. Um, also, Star Wars is supposed to be a universe where the Empire does bad things, and the Rim World planets, the Outer Rim, whatever they call it, the. Those places are full of devious people that are unpoliced and have their own little community. You know, they're supposed to be bad things in Star Wars. And they're like, right. Uh, we can't have a name. It's like, gotta be, it's gotta yeah. be sanitized. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas should have held on to the IP, man. Not that it was, he was doing anything amazing with it, but. Right. He wasn't doing anything crazy. He should have sold my, it my to favorite, me. I would have done so much better. You know? My favorite was when people complain about Star Wars being too political. I'm like, bro, bro. It's Star Wars. It's literally inherently political. That's the whole point. It's it's a war. Yeah. Wars are inherently political. I just complain <laughs> about the politics because it's like the prequel trilogy. It's like the prequel trilogy set the tone for mm -hmm. how they were going to do politics. And mm -hmm. their politics are like, man, the senator doesn't want to pass the bill. Meh. And you're just Meh. like, is this real? Is this an actual script or somebody, somebody reading a textbook of what politics is? And they're like, hmm, senators can do things, you know, it was so well, topical. Because it also needs to appeal to a younger audience. But I, I hear you. Yeah, I don't know who it's. But then you have Jar Andor Jar and Andor is great. Jokes and then like a scene of the Senate uh deliberating yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like who's this movie made for and then I it know, just continued on tonally with that for like the entire clone wars and you're like okay yeah. we're getting slapstick humor and then like surface level politics love it it is very surface level but i think george lucas basically came out and said that it was the original star wars was like vietnam versus the united states that Something was uh like that. yeah so yep it's all based on something you know um mm-hmm cool man I've, I've moved on from star wars i thought it was going to be a forever franchise for me but i'm i can't even make it through the the shows that they're launching now i'm like i can't i can't do this man especially considering ahsoka was so i think it was pretty well received from other people but just not jiving with you i i just think the fit so i i think anybody willing to watch ahsoka has already decided that the current generation of star wars content is for them Right. And so I think the reviews to a certain degree are sort of like, yeah, I a little, like a little what's, biased. 
I like what's been happening with all the Star Wars content, so I also like Ahsoka. And if you're the person who's like, well, I've pretty much fallen off for all the modern Star Wars stuff, and if I try Ahsoka, I'm probably going to hate it too. I, I They've just divided it, you know, but... Yeah. It's whatever, man. I mean, I hear you because I, I enjoyed season one of Mandalorian, but it was way overhyped for, I think, what it was. And then season yeah. two was really good. And then I just never watched season three because I heard it wasn't very... Uh, I heard it kind of fell... Not fell off, but it just wasn't as good. Um, was, yeah. there, was there a season? There was a season three, wasn't I there? I can't remember the seasons, to be honest. Or, but... or maybe maybe it was the uh, the spinoff show with... What's his, what's his face? Um, Boba. Rigo- Boba, Boba, yeah, was Boba. I heard, I heard that one was kind of rough. Yeah, people liked Mandalorian, but I, I still think it was just really bad. It just, <laughs> it was just. I thought season two was good, but season okay. like I, th- I straight up season one, I was like, I'm not. Do I, am I am I out? Just just not cool anymore. Like I don't get why this is as crazy. I mean, uh, Baby Yoda is super adorable and everything. Yeah. But okay, season three was both. So season three had some interesting elements in it, and I liked. It sucks because I like a lot of the lore in Star Wars where mm-hmm. they're going back to Mandalore after this giant war and supposedly like the surface is toxic, but they're going to try and rebuild their, their, their Mandalorian settlement there. But the empires are, and it's like, okay, I'm digging the whole narrative idea of that. That's fun. But just all the plot devices are such garbage and you're just like, wait, why are you doing this? Why are you going yeah. down like that? Oh, the plot armor super thick. Like the very one of the last oh, episodes. I love, I love looked, some thick plot armor. It looked like a video game, dude. It was ridiculous. It was like <laughs> it was just like Ooh. when this guy is supposed to kill thirty people, he kills thirty <laughs> people. But when they're not supposed to win, then one stormtrooper like knocks them out, and you're like, "What is happening?" God, I hate that so much. I hate that's that. the whole show, and it drives me crazy. Yeah. It just drives me crazy, dude. <laughs> Mando's an amazing fighter in one scene. The next scene, he's getting he's shot 50 times, and you're like, it's a good thing he's got that uh, reflective armor on. Yeah, <laughs> like he basically immunity to all damage. Yep. Yeah, you're like, is he a good fighter, or does he just have really nice armor? I can't decide. <laughs> or in this case, plot armor. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the most literal interpretation of plot armor I've ever seen. It's fun. It's fun when you have characters that are consistent. Yeah. Where, where like, you know, they're a badass and they go on in and they do badass things. And when they don't do it because they're going against someone who is equally as skilled, you're like, oh, damn. Yeah. OK. But when it's just random happenstance, like, oh, mm-hmm. he just got shot out of nowhere. I mean, that would happen in war. Like that would happen in a battle. You would get randomly shot because that's, that's, you know, battles are random and they suck um, in real life. But it's also a show. And yeah, consistency is nice. Yeah. We'll see. I think they're still make. I think they still have a billion projects in the work. Works. Oh, I'm sure they do. I'll watch anything that's good. So it's like, it's like. They, Andor season two comes out. I'll resubscribe. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That was fantastic. So you actually hopped back on Hell Let Loose. Yeah, I played some Hell Let Loose last night with Tomographic. It was fun. I have. You heard about um, Postscriptum coming back, right? So somebody bought somebody, right? How'd that yeah, happen? Squad yeah. bought Postscriptum and now it's like Squad 54 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So is it now called Squad 44? That might be what it's called. Mm. Squad 44. Yeah, I guess 54, the war would be over. So that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if 44 is supposed to be the year. Yeah. So I played that a couple months ago and it just gave me the idea. So... <laughs> They're they're two World War II games, right? And they they're very very similar. 
But man, I got to say that while I enjoyed my little bit of time with now Squad 44, yeah. Hell at Loose Atmosphere is just incredible. Yeah. Like the game has problems, but man, like you're in the you're in a forest and it feels like you're in a forest. You look down mm-hmm. and there's there's ferns and uh, you can go prone and you basically just become invisible because like there's just so much on the ground. But that also means the enemy's invisible and good luck seeing them uh when they're taking shots at you it's pretty hardcore yeah it's a very very cinematic atmospheric game you've got rockets coming in and artillery and you can actually see it flying through the air and then the artillery strikes hitting is one of the coolest parts of that game when it starts coming in sequence towards you and you're like oh god oh god get in the trenches you know get Mm -hmm. get down and like the explosions look really really solid in that game good atmospherics but the world and I haven't played it in probably over a year at this point, but the um, mm-hmm. the world feels very kind of like uh, non-destructive. So it is. There's very little destruction. Yeah. So you're like, oh, there's a tiny little wooden fence that I can't like get around because they didn't make me able to get around that or something. You can destroy some fences, but yeah, by and large, like your tank can't go through a building. The they can't really go through a stone a stone wall or anything like that. It's 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 got to follow it's, it's an indie dev game, which means they have right. to cut back on all the cool features. But I was thinking how incredible it would be if because you have these moments where artillery is coming in from a mile away and you see it. And what if it hit like a town and then like the actual buildings then were destroyed, not fully destroyed, but like the tops of them would start to open up and where they were hit, you know, big chunks of the walls would come out. Yeah. Like, man, would that be incredible if Battlefield could in, like embrace that somehow. But I mean, also, BF5 kind of did that to a degree. A little, a little bit, but everything yeah. in Battlefield 5, while I enjoy Battlefield 5, I think it's a good game now since it's had so many patches. Yeah. It, it still doesn't, really feel i mean it never will be but it doesn't have like that kind of larger scale tactics where you actually feel like you're part of a war you really feel like you're playing a video game yeah in battlefield yeah. 5 yeah hell let loose you are playing a video game but it's a lot more immersive in mm-hmm. that world war ii setting if that makes sense yeah and i i like the the way that the front lines are set up in it and you kind of build these little forward operating bases and mm-hmm. spawn locations and stuff. And it does feel like you're working with the team to try and make progress towards singular or maybe two goals or something like that. Um, we're battlefield. You're just kind of, Oh, they're grabbing flag C run back and get C. Okay. Yep. They've got a run over and get a, you yeah, know? it's like, Oh, there's a guy by a wall. Let's shoot it with an RPG. It's not okay. Yeah. They're entrenched. They're really entrenched. We need to be able to get them out of there. What can we do? What are options? Oh, let's get some artillery. We're gonna have to wait a minute to call it in and then them, them to line it up. Um, it's a lot slower. Yeah. Like it would be in, uh, you know, in real life. Yeah, I do think, and I maybe you can update me on this, but the last time I wanted to make a Hell Let Loose video, so I was like, oh, I'll hop on and play some Hell Let Loose. And I got killed by, it was a mortar strike or an artillery strike. Uh, first four or five lives, I think. Yeah. I was just trying to get into an area with some action. It's the biggest, it's the biggest problem of the game is and that it's, it's unforgiving. I just stopped playing. I was just like, screw yeah. it. I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna waste my time trying to make something look enjoyable <laughs> when, when I'm hating it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's maybe so... I had a couple of maybe I had a bad round or something. No, nope, you didn't. Okay. 
I mean, you did, you did, but that's it's it, the way I describe it is that it's it's it has ups and downs, peaks and troughs, because you'll have games where you're the one getting the flank, you're the one who gets in there, you got like a, a great angle, and you're just pepping, and you're getting kill after kill after kill, and then you have another game where you are just dying to artillery. You try to run over, you know, run out from an open field, and you die. It just feels like it's a death simulator. I mean, just like yeah. it would be in real life. I mean, it was just yeah. death. Sometimes battles just are very one-sided and yeah. sometimes you're on the losing side and it sucks. And I think they've, they've done some, some nice, maybe I've just gotten better, but uh, I think they've done a better job with some of their maps balance and design where it does feel like there's more ways of you to push forward and get around. Mm -hmm. But there are some maps where it's just open fields and you just kind of have to just run and hope that you don't die. Yeah. And people will Whoever tell me, it's like, the oh, well, that's what it class looks is like. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then there'll be people that will be like, oh, that's what it's like in real life. It's like, well, that's cool. But I'm also playing a video game and I'm not looking for a real life simulator where everyone dies. I'm looking for a game that is fun. And what's fun is while eventually overcoming the hardship, not having so much hardship where I, I, I'm not enjoying myself anymore, where yeah. you can't you can push forward, you can get flanks off, you can get in there. And what you experienced is unfortunately you'll just have mortars yeah. bombarding an area and it won't stop and you just die over and over and over again it is that forever push and pull with the whole kind of sim mil simi community that wants more realism you're like yes but realism when actually real is very yep. unfair and does not lend itself to an enjoyable experience for everyone you know so right Unless you're like, ah, oh, I'm simulating the death part of combat and I'm loving like, this. Like, yeah, I don't it's like, know that's too not many the enjoyable like part. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. always Authenti been my, authenticity, my issue. I think is, authenticity is what I think is more important. Yeah. Making it feel authentic, but enjoyable. So yeah, keeping, that's why I've always the... been a big fan of Battlefield. You know, you're like, mm -hmm. this feels like World War II, but I can complain about the spawns being imbalanced and then the devs will update the spawns and they'll be more balanced. Like they'll lead to more fair gameplay as opposed to just, no, we want this side to win or something like that. You're like, okay. Right. <laughs> All right. right. Yeah. The, uh, whew, battlefield season seven, baby. Can you, Everyone's like, you guys see the roadmap? I'm like, yeah, I saw the roadmap and it's boring. Like, it's just, it's just a picture of a map. Like, I don't know why people are getting, I mean, yeah, it's great. I didn't expect to see even season seven. I don't want to come across like aggressive here. Um, but no, some people are like, hey, you, you see it? And I'm like, yeah, it was like some quality of life improvements for the next couple of months. And then, you know, we'll get a map, which I'm happy for. I can't wait for the new map. I'll play it. Yeah. But as roadmaps go, most of it was just pictures of characters and that was it <laughs> yeah i think the new map is potentially a remake of an old bad company 2 map um oh, that'd at, be sick at Kama, at a Kama desert or something like that oh, okay okay um which i like that map from bad company too so it'd be interesting yeah. to see a remake but it's also it's not like they're doing a karkand remake maybe they are you know that'd be cool <sighs> can you imagine come on just yeah give me i can give me I, can. I would i would play so much battle of 2042 of karkand can you imagine if they just went for the easy win with 2042 and they're like 
here's Karkind, here's your Metro, here's your Wake Island, you know? They just do the- Which the is what they should have done! That was yeah. the easiest win! They had Portal, they literally gave themselves the framework for it, and they just didn't do it. Yeah, Jason piped up in chat, he's like, Karkind, I'd reinstall. Exactly, right? Even yeah. people like Jason, who have sworn off the entire franchise, like, all right, if they did Karkin, I'd come back, you know? God, Karkin is a masterpiece. I love that map so much. Yeah, it's a fun map, fun map. And they they improved it a lot over the years, too, where they had some... I thought Battlefield 3 was just peak. So mm -hmm. good. Yeah, BF3 was such a solid game. It was so a great game. Ways, Battlefield 2 Karkin was a bit of a mess, I will admit. It was because, yeah. but that was that was not necessarily because of the map's fault, but that was the game's fault. Yeah, artillery strikes dropping everywhere. Well, and all well that it wasn't just stuff. artillery, but everyone was an artillery because everyone you could literally stand on uh, ammo boxes and just throw nades. You could just hook oh, yeah. nades they over, the over and over and over again at that one part of the map where it's just like the very tiny, beginning. Yeah, it's like uh, somebody's front yard or something with some fences. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. no way to get past there because there's grenades landing every second because. Who needs a cooldown timer on a grenade? <laughs> yep. It was horrendous. And then eventually people would get like to the other back points. But that yeah. first couple of minutes, if not the entire match, because sometimes you just couldn't get through. It was awful. Besides that, yeah. I still love Karkand. Oh, Battlefield 3 Karkand was amazing. You could lay down landmines where the vehicles would spawn. <laughs> and then the other team would just like, all right, guys, get in the tank. <laughs> Explode. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That was back in the days of when a game had a really bad problem, like a balance issue. It just might never get fixed. Yeah. And that was okay. Well, and usually it never did. Yeah. That was back when devs were not expected to fix egregious balance problems or gameplay problems because they're like, do you know how hard it is to update a game these days? Okay. Yeah. We got to pay people. We got to ship things to people. Like, it's not easy. Nowadays, you can patch much easier. But yeah, back then it was like, nope, sorry. It's just imbalanced and crappy forever. Good luck. They did like three patches over the lifetime of a game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the good old days. The good, the old, good days. old days. That's people, people like to remember, oh, games were good because they had to be launched good it's like well yeah but what all the games that were bad that you don't remember because you were a young kid and yeah go they play were all terrible. on atari okay get yeah. back to me yeah yeah <laughs> get or back to me about your good superman games. 64 and stuff like that yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah 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 good some good stuff out there well embarks around now to carry the torch and we'll i'm sure we'll be hearing from um i hope so them on their Arc Raiders thing soon. The yeah, art, I the hope art so. looks cool, but I got no idea what it is. Hope they're making money on the finals. Me too. Yeah. Shall we uh, wrap up the pod there? Sounds good, man. All right. What uh, what words of wisdom you got for the lovely people today? Mm, do I have? I got my quotes up here. Um, oh boy. <sighs> this one's from Booker T. Washington. Mm -hmm. If you want to lift yourself up. Lift up someone else. I like it. It's a good one. You know? I'm going to lift you up, Matt. I'm going to lift you up to <laughs> level cap. It's good. Good advice. This, this is good. Just get a little erotic. I'm down for it. <clears throat> hey, man. Whatever, whatever lifts the mood, you know? That's what uh -huh. this is about. That's what that quote's mm -hmm. about. Well, thank you guys so much for dropping by the pod. 
Um, check us out on Patreon if you want to support the podcast. You can watch us live and annoy us in the comments. Not really annoying us. For one person. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <clears throat> and um, subscribe. Hit the like button. Check out Matt on Twitch. Check me out on YouTube. And we'll see you same time next week. Peace out. Bye-bye.